The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts This is iHeartRadio's PrattCast with Stephanie Pratt and Wells Adams. Welcome into another episode of the PrattCast. Wells Adams in the island still. Steph, are are you in France right now? Where are you? I'm on an island too. Are you? United Kingdom. Yeah, I'm back in France. But you know what's so funny is because... You know, I obviously have a problem telling time and whatnot. Yeah. My phone was still on France time yesterday, and I was like, that's not right. And then I looked at all of my clocks in my apartment. So there's one, two, three. Every single one of them had the wrong time. And I just leave them because now it makes me think of you guys and giggle. Which, like, right now it's cool because I'm not, like, filming or working. So it's like I've got a hectic schedule. But yeah, so I'm just giggling all the time, thinking about you guys, missing you guys. There's a part of me that thinks you live in a post office and like on the wall is like, this is New York time. (laughs) This is France time. This is um, Pluto time, which is uh, apparently the planet that I'm pretty sure you are from. Uh, What does your phone not You look like you're from Pluto. (laughs) True. You do because you look like the puppy Goofy. And isn't he from Pluto? No, I I believe that Pluto, the dog, is from Pluto. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, okay, so, but doesn't your phone go back to, like, the normal time? Okay, well, I didn't want to miss my flight. This is so embarrassing. Okay. So, because it's still really hard for me to read army time, but all of your flight, your tickets are all in army time. And so I set my phone in army time because my flight kept on getting delayed. Another crazy travel story that I won't bore you guys with. Um, So I wanted to make sure I was going to be there at the right time. So I changed it to army time. So it didn't even matter when it moved back to adjust it to adjustment, whatever. So, you know, with army, I can't tell time, basically. Yeah, I I think we're getting that. I think I understand that. With army time, you just subtract 12. You know that, right? 
I know, but when your ticket says like sixteen fifty five, and then all of a sudden it's eighteen fifty, and then it's twenty two ten, and then twenty three forty five, like it gets confusing. Yeah. Like, is that nine p.m., ten p.m., eleven? Like, if you're always doing the math and second guessing yourself. It's a whole disaster. Okay. Yeah. I want to speak to whoever invented time. <laughs> so God is that is that who we need to talk to? <laughs> Let's talk about the episode last night. I know you just watched it because I was just watching your Instagram stories. So you get, in the UK, you get it obviously like a day later, right? Yes. So just, I, wa- I just finished watching it. Just In one word, what is your thought on the most recent episode of The Hills New Beginnings? You can do two words if you want. Surprising. 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 What was the most surprising thing of the episode? Um, definitely how it made me feel. Um, this is going to sound absolutely crazy to everyone and to you, mm-hmm. but I feel really bad for Spencer. Like, I'm completely defending him. Okay, so, whoa. Like, with this Brody thing. Really? I know. Because you were... Look, okay, you guys, I still... Yeah, 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 let me clear that up. Okay. So, London has been really great for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have all of that hate and rage boiling in me anymore. Mm-hmm. I think getting back to London and being with, you know, 30 of my girlfriends in France this weekend has really grounded me and brought me back to my reality and not just my Pacific Palisades family bubble reality. So my perspective is, you know, a lot wider right now. So I'm just indifferent to them. I, you know, I still don't like them. But there will be no more necessarily rage. I think I'm at the point to like start laughing, like I did on my Instagram stories. Like now it's just like really like, you know, who'd you get to call you, your nanny? Yeah. So, so that you is it, out of context. I, I feel like you're. But I'm um, you, so I I just feel like I'm in a I'm very indifferent. Like I'm looking at them as people that I used to know. Like absolutely, we will never. I mean, that's a broken record. We will never ever amend things. It is you know, a never ending feud and it will never end. That's fact. But looking as an outsider, like I really felt for Spencer because I know a lot of his history with Brody. And look, he didn't come into this wanting to battle everyone. You know, I saw him retweet a tweet and this is what originally got me really sad because I hadn't seen the episode yet. I saw basically all of his tweets on the Daily Mail. And then today I watched the episode. So there was a tweet that he retweeted and it was about him having issues with everyone on the cast and that basically it was old Spencer again. And that's just like sad because like he's not, it's not coming out of nowhere. Like Spencer, I feel like I'm jumping in too much. Do you have questions first, Wells? Yeah, let's just maybe maybe let's just go through the episode and then we can kind of piecemeal it all together. Because um, I think that'll be the easiest way for people to understand like your stream of consciousness. So let's just start with the Brody and Spencer fight. Like, can you what can you tell us about that fight? So that fight isn't coming out of nowhere. Spencer actually was really upset about it and still is. He's literally not just picking a fight. It's been a thing ever since it happened. And I don't know if, you know, they've tried to talk about it or I don't know if they've argued since it's happened or whatever, if this is the first time 
they're talking about it. But this is all very real. And I mean, Frankie wasn't invited to the wedding either. But I mean, it's such a bigger deal that my brother wasn't because Brody was part of our family. And as our listeners know, like he really was. Ever since I was 15, he was like, you know, the other brother that I had, my dad's other son. So it's this is a very sensitive, sad topic. Can I tell you how I see it from like an outsider's perspective? Sure. I, I find it interesting um, because I feel like Brody did what you just did. He just did it a couple of years beforehand where he realized that a lot of a lot of the pain that he was dealing with in his life was coming from Spencer and for like almost his mental fortitude. He was like, I'm just going to kind of cut this off now. And... I know that we were really close, but like there's been a lot of pain and a lot of anger and a lot of anguish that have come from this like one particular person. I think I'm just going to cut it off right here. And it seems like you had done, you just did this with your brother. It's finally like, that's enough is enough. I'm done. And at what point does your brother need to start taking responsibility for all these people around him, around him cutting him off? You know, it's, it goes down to one basic Thing. It's that he holds grudges. There is no way to move forward with someone if you're holding a grudge. You need to agree to disagree, forgive and forget to move on. But with him, I mean, he can never move on. Like, I feel bad for Brody because I can relate. No matter how long ago, it is still an issue with him. So do you want to see them, like, mend their fences? Or are you like, you know what, Brody, you do you, man. I think we're Brody and I, and we really kind of bonded on the press trip because we're in similar situations. You know, it was the first time that I actually had, you know, heart to hearts with Brody about my brother. And he was like, you know, the same stuff's happened to me with him, you know, about like grudges and fights and you never know if you're good or bad with him, blah, blah, blah. So we, you know... Like, clearly with Caitlin, he was just like, I don't want that drama in my life. Um, but at the same point, like, I remember, like, my heart breaking for Spencer when Brody wasn't there, when Heidi and him were literally at their lowest and darkest times. And Brody was part of our family. Like, that, like, when Spencer in an interview on the show said that, that, like, really, really caught me up. Like, that, that really made me sad. Because it was, it was really sad. Um, I don't think they'll ever make up. I think it's just like Spencer and I that we're too close and we both have, we're all too scarred to forgive and forget. Yeah, I just find it very interesting that you're heartbroken for Spencer's best friend, abandoning him who is acting who is like his brother whereas you are actually his sister and it's almost like you have more like empathy for that relationship breaking than you and your own brother you know what i'm saying you know i'm really trying to not dig into my relationship with him anymore yeah because as i'm watching the show and i'm thinking about the past year you know now being back in london they've been gaslighting me you know, for an entire year. So 
I don't want to get into much of, you know, why would he treat me, you know, Brody be more blah, 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 blah. I think it's just, what was the question? I don't know. I, I just, I just find it. It's funny because you're such a like a, you're such a caring person, and it's to me, it's interesting that you're more concerned about your brother and Brody's relationship, and more like heartbroken over that than you are with you and your brother's relationship. Um, and I think that that kind of just speaks volumes to you and your character. We don't need to go into your brother. We've kind of like done you and your brother's thing ad nauseum. If you want to like step off it and just kind of go through the episode, we can do that as well. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely sick of my brother and I, and you know, I've never seen my brother talk about, you know, in such an honest, open way about how hurt he was. Like he'd tell all of us and, you know, he'd Mm -hmm. tell us in different ways for a decade or whatever, but they were really close. And also, like, I know that Brody wasn't trying to hang out with him. And, you know, he's saying that he called him Friday Saturday or whatever the days were on the show. And, like, I remember talking to my brother that la- – I remember talking to my brother that night and him showing me that that just never happened. So it's frustrating to watch my brother be in this frustrating position that I'm always in where you are telling the truth, but – Everyone else is just getting a snippet of the other side, mm-hmm. and that looks damning to you. Yeah. So, I mean, and here's the thing, like, again, I feel like I'm in another world. I'm in another country. I'm so far away that I can feel bad for my brother. And uh, it's really, this was his best friend. This was his brother. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's good. I think you're, you're going at least in the right direction of, like, um, forgiveness. So that's a good thing. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's just go through the episode real quick. So it starts out with Brandon Lee having a pool party at Pamela's house. I love how he invites over Instagram models because why not? <laughs> Those are the celebrities now. <laughs> That's so insane. What do, you, what, what do you think you put in the search like hashtag <laughs> Insta model and just invite everyone from that? Yeah, like hashtag yoga hashtag keto diet (laughs) (laughs) Ugg boots (laughs) Starbucks yeah exactly celery juice Um, so Brody Spencer Justin all at the pool party Brody leaves early because they were all drinking and Spencer says he missed the old Brody so basically I guess Brody uh, doesn't want to drink with your brother anymore okay I've never I've always admitted that I think the cast, most of them, were putting on, you know, the best presentation and, you know, trying to put out their best image because, you know, the world hasn't seen them on TV, any of us on TV, in so long. So, you know, and the stakes are higher, people are married, people have kids. So obviously they want to go on the show not looking like I do. (laughs) They want to look, you know, just good from every angle. And... That's where that's like just not the truth. Like, honestly, I bet Brody was out like the night before, super drunk, and that's why he didn't want to drink that day. Or he went out later that night and went drinking. Like, that's just, that's him like looking like he's on good behavior because Caitlin's going to watch that. Well, okay. So, so you're not buying into the. But here's the... the thing also. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I, I said ages ago when Brody said that he doesn't drink hard liquor yeah. or whatever, I like laughed hysterically with you. Yeah. Um, but again, like Spencer was so excited to go back on the hills. He's been praying for it for 10 years. Yeah. So, and none of us went back into this with the intention of just kicking off. We were a family, a very strange family, and we were all excited to see each other. So none of us were coming in, you know, guns, Drawn, um, and Spencer was really excited. It's like when I get back from London, I want to get all my girls together and go for a rosé and champagne. That's what Spencer was doing at the beginning in the series. Everywhere he was going, it was tequila. Like, come on, bro. I I don't know. Like, I just I know because that Brody part is such bullshit, and I know how excited my brother was that it doesn't look how frustrating it must be. Yeah. For him. I I do love the fact that your brother is able to somehow like 
get product placement on the show and Pratt Daddy Crystals are a part of the show. (laughs) He's giving all the Instagram models Pratt Daddy Crystals. Oh, my God. The story of the Um, fact that he started the company because Heidi was getting mad about how much he was spending on crystals is fantastic. So he's now like the drug dealer who smokes too much weed. I love so the story is, is Wait, that I want to hear Heidi's version, yeah. So the story is is that he created the company because Heidi got mad at how much money he was spending on crystals. So he had to sell them in order to buy more. So he's like that weed dealer in high school that smoked too much weed so then became a weed dealer so he could smoke his own thing <laughs> and then he's just the guy that like is eternally broke, I feel like. He's the weed guy. <laughs> Um, but anyways, I think, I mean, Heidi, Heidi would love to take credit for anything she loves, you know, pat on the shoulder as we all do. I like mine too, but no, they went fucking bankrupt on crystals. Like Heidi being like, Hey, I think you should be logical about this financial situation. Yeah. Yeah. They went bankrupt. They were spending like half a million on crystals and on her pop career. So luckily they are making money off crystals now. Pratt Daddy Crystals to the rescue. So then Audrina, Heidi, and Ashley go to Malibu Farm. Um, So Heidi talks about how she was affected by uh, Hollywood and all the surgeries to feel pretty. I know that, like, you're not a huge Heidi fan, but, like, hearing that story, did it make you have, like, a little bit of sympathy for her? Oh, my God, the opposite, Wells. It irritated me so much. For her to be like, yeah, like, this doctor called me and was like, I want to give you all this surgery. That like take accountability. You were insecure. It's okay to be insecure. Like, uh, be honest about it. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is Spencer. You know, Brody and I were talking about it. Spencer has, or he had a very specific type of girl that he liked, and they were basically playmates, like huge boobs, blah blah blah. Yeah. He fell in love with Heidi, and Heidi always felt insecure looking at his exes or whatever. Who knows? what made her feel insecure. But she went and got that body that Spencer had previously been attracted to. So this all comes from her insecurity. It's just like, this will make you more human and stop isolating you from everyone. If you just own up to your like it's okay to be insecure. Speaking of being insecure, it kind of seems like Audrina is a bit insecure of her relationship with Justin Bobby. Like just in that like, in that scene at Malibu Farm, what were your thoughts on like how she was kind of retelling that story? Can I also just say that I laughed so hard when Heidi said, this is like my first friend's outing. Um, stop claiming motherhood. You have no friends. How she claims motherhood for every reason that she has no friends is hilarious. <laughs> so what is... <laughs> So it's just her. That's why she has like, a what? Thank God for Gunner. Yeah. <laughs> Gunner's the get out of jail card for everything. All right, let's go to you uh, and Audrina shopping together, talking about Spencer. It seems like everybody wants you and your brother to like get back together, for lack of a better term. And it's so annoying because that's what everyone says online and everything. It's just like, this is not something that you can just move on from. Like... My scars, I don't know about his scars, but mine are way too deep to 
forgive and forget. You know, I've apologized. I've tried to make things civil and build a new relationship, a new beginning. But, you know, if only one side wants to do that, then it's impossible to even try to, you know, like put a Band-Aid on the scars. But this is, you know, them. I mean, it's always been the two of them. And they just have no empathy for anyone else. They don't care about anyone else. Were you surprised? Remind me to talk about Champagne Gate. Okay. Later. I feel like we've talked about Champagne Gate before, but I'm excited to do it, it again. It comes up again. Okay, great. So, <laughs> you f- wait, hold on. You find out that Jibs uh, makes out with Audrina and grabs her butt, leaving the concert from the other night. But then you say that she's gullible and sweet and gets manipulated by Jibs. And I know that you love Jibs a lot now, but like, is it because like your perception of him has changed over the past couple of months? Absolutely. I mean, uh, when I knew him back then, he was horrible, Tadrina. And yeah. I went in with that same mindset, like, stay away from her, you know? At first, everyone's like, get back together. And then the minute you can kind of see a game, or like a twinkle in the eye and just Audrina looking confused, then you're just like, run. Mm. Um, Audrina doesn't confront or communicate anything. She just kind of hides from all of it. So I think a lot of the situations she could be a little less confused in. Um, But again, like talking to them both separately to this day, I believe both of them. Like, it's so crazy. Hearing Audrina say that, I was like 10 billion percent. This is the truth. Then hearing Justin say his story, I was like, this is 10 billion percent the truth to this day. I believe they both told me the truth. Like, we will never know. It doesn't matter. Here's my question. Did you know that telling Audrina that um, that Justin Bobby came over to see you would, would kind of, like, bum her out? Or did you did you not even think about it? I honestly thought she'd be like, I'm happy you have a friend. Because that's what she was saying to me the entire time we were filming. And since we got back together was you and Justin have so much in common, like, you know, obviously it's not being shown, but she was always very supportive and promoting me to have a friend like him, who she even says in the episode gives great advice during such a challenging time in my life. Just moving back, you know, not having anyone and instantly, you know, in all this drama with my brother. So honestly, I was never a wind up and I'm very honest, like I'm very sarcastic. Like you can tell when I'm being sarcastic but from the conversations Audrina and I had had so many times, that that honestly, I was waiting for just like, that's great stuff. Do you think that she thinks... And I can't even remember what happened in the episode. She might have even said that. I don't even know if she got annoyed, did she? Well, here's my question. Do you think that in the back of her mind, she thinks of you as a threat in terms of like getting together with Justin Bobby? Um... This is where it gets really dysfunctional and crazy in my mind. Okay. We're talking about a guy she dated 10 years ago. None of us have talked, seen each other since this. She married someone else, had a child with someone else. He's been living in whatever freaking countries he was saying. And like how this is even a sensitive conversation is insane to me and it's it's hard for me to answer so are you saying it's 
it's crazy because she has no right to feel that way? I don't even know how she feels because she's telling everyone different things. And, like, you'll see that as the series goes on. I just, I don't know if she's very confused or just very much a damsel in distress. But, I mean, it's time for all of us to grow up, isn't it? Yeah, but that's how people are. Like, you never want, like, your best friend to start hooking up with, like, your high school sweetheart. Like, for whatever reason, you, like, contain ownership over that person forever. Totally. That's girl code. Dude, I am so about girl code. And I'm not even going to sit here and lie and pretend like Audrina and I have been best friends since we last saw each other. Because that's just not the reality. We didn't speak. You know, the first time I saw her was the first day, you know, I was back in L.A. really. So, one, I would just never go for her ex because I just don't ever go for a friend's ex. And I never have. And that's what's very annoying to me with this is that the fact that she thinks I would or that I could be a threat, like you just said, it means that she's judging my character super harshly and negative negatively when that's just not in my ethics code to ever do to someone nor to hide it from someone. So forget the fact that this is like a 10 years old ex-boyfriend. Audrina and I haven't been friends for 10 years I still wouldn't have. And I, like, there's no threat. Like, these girls just need to chill on other girls. I swear. I know, but Jibs is a good-looking dude, all right? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no. Everyone's in love well, with Jibs, even your brother calling him a magical human. I, I thought I saw a tweet of something else. Oh, my God, I saw the funniest tweet, though. That's It actually made me laugh. Spencer said, um... It was like, what was it? Do I have it? I don't have it. It was the best compliment someone could give. Stephanie was saying there was a demon inside her. And then when Justin said it, I was literally laughing so hard. <laughs> Spencer's tweets really made me laugh. It definitely seems like you're coming back around on your brother, which makes me happy. To be oh, honest hell no. No? Hell okay. no. All right, all right, all right. Don't you just love warm alcohol? Gross. Obviously not. And that's why Dylan from Brewmate made it his mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Whatever your tastes in beer, wine, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure every sip is the perfect temp. Oddly enough, it's just as hot here in London as it is in L.A. So I've got my whole team of Brewmate appliances, my wine cooler. Oh, my God. And I just got a little flask. I'm not even kidding. And it's sparkle and periwinkle. It's Seriously, the cutest thing. I just love how many designs and styles Brewmate has to offer. They've truly got something for everyone. Don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out, literally, with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit brewmate.com and add code PRATCAST to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to brewmate, B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com and add podcast. So Jeb's talking um, to Spencer about you. Everyone obviously is on the Spencer, Steph need to mend their fences train. And um, and then Spencer says something that I think would hurt a l- everyone, which is every time she comes over, I have to ask her if you're only over for an Instagram photo. I mean, have we compared each other's Snapchats and Instagrams ever? No, we have never done a side-by-side. I'm by not side. on my phone. 
I literally do my stories during episodes and once in a blue moon. I do not live my life on social media like him. Also, I'm not in the same country as him. So when he said that I didn't come over when Gunnar was born, I was living in another country and you're damn straight. I Skyped Heidi in the hospital, even though I was annoyed with you guys to congratulate you guys. Was that ever said? No. Was it ever said that I got Heidi a really cute diamond necklace with Gunnar's initials and the birth date? No, because all the nice things I do are never said. And this is why I still hate them forever. All right, all right, all right. So then um, Spencer talks about Audrina, and then Justin says he can't get, can't get close because he runs away because he's a Pisces, and that's the most Justin thing I probably will ever hear is blaming um, blaming the universe for why he's Wait. kind of a f- boy, but okay. <laughs> I swear to God, Wells, in the elevator earlier after I took Max out to go potty, I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm an Aries. I'm a raging ram in my mind. I swear to God, I was actually putting it on my sign as well. That's hilarious. I mean, you guys are probably the same person with different genitalia, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> but then Justin does open up uh, Come from a broken family Which I thought was nice um, And Spencer thinks that uh, Jabes and Audrina would 100% be dating right now If she didn't have a kid Do you think that's true? Do you think he's scared of having a kid? By proxy? No No. Um, I, I don't think that's the reason Why he doesn't want to go there yeah. At all I think a kid's an easy excuse we know Heidi thinks that. <laughs> Gunner, this, I'm so busy. I have no time for friends, being a mom. <sighs> All right, so then let's cut to uh, the the concert, right? Audrina doesn't want to go because she feels like uh, <laughs> like he's playing with their emotions. Like, do you do you think that she should or shouldn't go? Oh my gosh. Um Newsflash for everyone. Yeah. Adrina went on a date after she went to the festival. And then she started dating that guy. Wow. So, like, what what are you telling us, Adrina, right now? Come on. Yeah. I, I'm not like everyone else. I'm not going to feel bad for the perpetual victim. All right. If in that moment I don't think they are, then I don't think they are. And if they are, then... That's how I feel. And that goes back to my loyalties is I like I'm 33 years old. I don't have loyalties. I'm the first one to say that I do or think what I feel is the right thing in that exact moment. And of course, I'm not always right, but it's still my own brain. And I don't have to worry about some loyalty when I was eight years old with someone. If they're doing something that in that moment, I'm just like, that's not cool. So I have my own brain. Let me ask you this. What was going through your brain when you heard Justin Bobby say he thinks you look gorgeous? Um, I was dying laughing because they used the filler Botox joke. Every scene Justin and I did, literally, we'd make a joke or something. He'd be like, oh, you're already here. And I'd be like, you didn't recognize me after my 10th facelift? 
Like we made so many jokes nonstop throughout it. I was just so excited that they used one of the jokes. I hope they keep playing them throughout. And I hope they like use some of mine because mine were really good. But um, that just made me laugh hysterically. I was so stoked. And then like if I was like mumbling my words, he'd be like, are your lips too fake to talk? Like we had so much fun. Oh, wow. We're just, you know, we're trying to have fun. Like we did. We're trying to have fun all the time, you know, we're sarcastic people and we were kind of the only people we could have fun with. Yeah. Because we didn't have responsibilities and we could just joke around and talk. Were you surprised that he kind of denied uh, making out with Audrina? I mean, knowing Justin as much as I did just from the past, obviously I expect that kind of behavior of him to like weasel out of it. There was a tiny bit of me that like thought he'd grown up and he'd be like a cowboy and be like, yeah, I did. But again, like, He's a magician. I don't know what is real, what's not, if it happened, if it didn't. He's like just pulling out of bunnies every minute. Like who knows with him? He's so aloof. All right, let's go to, I want to talk about Brody and Caitlyn's date night because I feel like their like story arc is <laughs> kind of, is really just up and down. Like the first episode I'm sitting there thinking like this marriage is not going to last through like the third episode. Um, Brody talks about like not believing in marriage until he met uh, Caitlyn. Caitlyn thinks that Brody's relationship with uh, Caitlyn has taken toll on him. What did you think about the date night? I just kept on thinking, there's nowhere to go play video games in Malibu. They must have gone to the Valley, which I thought was so weird. Um, my thoughts on the actual date... It was awkward, but you know what? I think it's because Caitlyn has never been on TV before. This is all very new for her. Is she doing a good job, you think? No. No? <laughs> Why not? None of us do a good none of us do a good job at being on TV. None of us do a good job at being on TV. Um, for Caitlyn, I think, you know, she forgets that cameras play back things that she's said or she's done and you know, in real life you can do things behind people's backs and they might not find out. So I think this has been a bit of an adjustment for her. Um, but again, like the awkwardness, they really are perfect for each other in every sense of the word. Do you think that they will have kids? I think eventually, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think Brody's being completely honest about not being ready and... You know, my brother was like that for a really long time, and Heidi waited and waited and waited. I mean, she wanted kids years and years ago, but he just wasn't ready. And thank God they waited, because we know how that works out if someone is in a relationship and one person is, you know, very keen and the other one's not ready. I mean, it, most times I would assume it ends in disaster or heartbreak. So... I'm glad that Brody's being honest and he's not just kind of giving in to Caitlyn and being like, okay, if this will shut you up, like, let's have a baby. I, I think I think that's going to make the relationship strong. Yeah. Okay, so cut to the end of the episode. Uh, it's the night of Jib's concert. Um, you're actually hopeful that Spencer and you will reconcile at this point. Um, but then not so much. No, I really was. I like when my welcome back party happened. You know, I went to Santa Barbara. You know, Justin came and gave me some advice, and it kind of put me back 
on that trail of thinking, you know, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely super hopeful. And, you know, he has a party in the next episode, I think it's in. And Justin gives me the advice to go. And I was like, you know what, I'll feel a lot safer if I bring my mom and then I'll be like a really good surprise for him, you know, bring my mom all the way out to Hollywood. And that's kind of like a huge olive branch. But I just saw in the preview, Heidi's got like her nanny or her makeup artist calling her being like, Spencer's mom just called and she wants to bring Stephanie as her plus one. Like just not what happened. Why are you prank calling when we're filming? So Audrina shows up to the concert. Were you surprised she shows up or what? No, I was not surprised Audrina showed up. Was I surprised that Misha showed up? Hell yeah. Yeah. What did you think about what Misha said? She said, you're sweet, but you're also full of venom or vitriol or something like that. Venom. That really made me laugh. But, you know, Misha's just trying to... Um, Can I say what I... Misha and I just go back so far. Yeah, I know. That I'm just surprised she didn't get my sense of humor. I mean, that was really funny when I said... What did I say? Something about like no one showing up or something. Yeah. Or like, oh no, Adrena's showing him over here. And I was like, throwing throwing shade already? I'm sorry. Like that is a joke. Anything that comes fast after someone else's sentence is usually a joke or sarcasm. And Misha, we know each other so well. I'm surprised you didn't catch that sarcasm. This is Comedy 101, folks, from Steph Pratt. Welcome to class, boys and girls. Um, can I just say how much I loved... Wait, hold on. Actually, I want to say... I want to say what I think you want to say, but you can't say it, but I can. Misha okay, is... because I can always say things. That's true, but this won't get cut because I say it. This is, this is how... Oh, gotcha, I, this, gotcha, gotcha. This is how I see it. Misha is an actress, and she's playing the part of what she thinks a reality TV person is supposed to do. She's just not... I don't know if she's acting One. real. One million percent. Yeah, okay. Nailed it. And that's what really frustrated all of us is, you know, we thought we were going to get to know Misha and, you know, supposedly she was going to tell us like, you know, about everything she's been through and her journey to where she is now. But that wasn't the case. You know, she didn't really give it more than a five minute chat with me and then, you know, pretends that she's not drinking during the series. And, you know, in during the press tour in New York, she sat in a car by herself following our sprinter van from interview to interview. Like she doesn't want anything to do with us. Hmm. Interesting. So I think she, I think she's an actress on a reality show. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's why her opinion does not matter to me whatsoever. Yeah. I'm just happy she shows up to filming. Side note, just really excited that Brandon brought the model from the pool party. Um, (laughs) Just everything about that guy, I'm starting to like more and more. Like, I know he's new to the world, but like, kind of rooting for him. He's awesome. He's also a really good example of a healthy reality. When he's talking to Spencer and he was like, dude, you need to go confront Brody about like all this. Mm -hmm. You know, he's saying that from an objective point of view where. You know, Spencer and Brody have like a huge history, but he's also like, 
dude, like, go confront him. Like, this is bullshit that he's saying all this and it's not true. Mm-hmm. So I like that Brandon is not like, I'm, you know, I'm on the show because I'm Brody's little brother. I'm going to be loyal. Like, he's fucking cool. What do you think about Heidi calling out Caitlyn for um, saying Brody didn't invite Spencer? They were both invited. Okay, so you're saying that what she's saying so, is a lie. Yeah. All right. They, yeah. like, we were all going to Vegas together. They were invited. And I was really excited to go to Vegas to spend time with Spencer. I can't say whether or not he goes or if that time is good or bad, but she's trying to create more problems. She doesn't want anyone near Spencer. She doesn't want anyone to have a relationship with him. And that's just another example. Interesting. Um, and also, don't don't like call out Caitlyn and like make her look bad. I mean, for real, like this chick has never been on TV before. You can tell she's super confused at what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be such a dick, Heidi. Spencer says he's done trying to be friends with with Brody. Do you believe it or no? I don't know. I mean, he's been saying that about me. He's been saying that about Brody. I don't know if it's gone to that point like it has with me. It might be easier for us because I live in another country and him and Brody is still in the same circle, but I have no idea. Do you think I, it, I do not know how Spencer works. Do you think it's a thing of I'm going to say that I'm done being friends with you because in my head I know that you're done being friends with me, but if I say it, then it looks like I am the winner. Do you think that? Like, what? I'm too in it to take, like, an aerial view. Yeah, I think... Like, what do you think? I do think your brother likes to have the last word, and I feel like that's what that is. Like, that's the... that's Yeah, because Brody apologized. Yeah, and yeah, Brody apologized, say, can we move forward? And Pentra says no and walks away. Yeah, I never, like, knew that happened until I watched it tonight. Like, Brody fully is, like... Yes, you were invited to the wedding party. Like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. There was like a full-on apology, and Brody doesn't apologize. Neither does Spencer, but, I mean, take that and run with it and start over. Yeah. The last scene is Adrena leaving, saying she needs to have a serious conversation with Jibs, but by another time. So is that where we're going? Is the next episode kind of all about them? Do you know? I never know with Audrina. I think it's going to be a surprise for everyone. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is Audrina single right now? She's been dating that guy that she went on a date with after she went to the festival with Justin. Yeah. And then she started dating Ryan Cabrera. Again? So I don't know her. Uh, yeah, I don't know her status right now. But that also makes it a very annoying game for me to yeah. be, you know, on this one side being like, I'm not trying to get with him. And also, you don't actually care. You're a damsel in distress, and you're dating other people. I hope this show is the story of my redemption, or else I can never face America ever again. I'll be too ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's the story? Do I think what? You hope it's the story of your redemption. Do you think that's going to be the story for you? It's my story, And, you know, everyone who filmed it with me got to see my story play out. Whether or not people take away what they see on TV and, you know, how much, who knows? I just know 
it's fucking great to come out clean. It was really hard for me throughout this thing because I've got, you know, my brother saying one thing, Heidi saying one thing, Adrena starts saying one thing, the girls start saying another thing. You know, it was just, I was always fighting everyone. Honestly, like there was never a week or a day that I was not in some sort of battle. And none of them, I honestly do believe this. Again, like Spencer will disagree, whoever's going to disagree. But none of them had to do with anything that I had actually done or said. It was the other person in that relationship or friendship that started something that eventually made a huge fight and a huge drama. All right. What can we expect for next ep- next episode? Um, probably a lot of lies from Heidi, some more dancing moves from me, mm. crystals. Oh, I think right. Perez Hilton again. And Audrina and Jabes, Jibs have a very serious chat. Oh, and Vegas might be. Oh, man. Next episode could be super sick. Well, it's going to be sick. Oh, my God. All right. Vegas, like, it goes off. Steph, your money, baby, and you don't even know it. Hills, yeah. Show's over. Follow Prattcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.